Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, December 14th. In today's news, bowing to pressure, the White House withdraws two judicial nominees. The deputy attorney general defends the integrity of Bob Mueller's investigation. And Minnesota's governor picks his deputy to replace Al Franken. But first, the big idea. The suburban revolt against Trump continued in Alabama on Tuesday. The backlash in the suburbs against Donald Trump is one of the most significant political stories of 2017. If Democrats win the House next year, it will be the main reason why. Alabama is just the latest data point for a trend line that stretches back to April, when a special election in Kansas to replace Mike Pompeo, who gave up his House seat to become CIA director, was shockingly close because of Democratic strength in the Wichita suburbs. In Virginia last month, Chesterfield County, which includes the suburbs around Richmond, backed a Democratic gubernatorial candidate for the first time since 1961. And Democratic Lieutenant Governor Ralph Northam ran up the score in northern Virginia, the D.C. suburbs. Democrats fell short in the Georgia special election to replace Tom Price, but the safe Republican district was competitive because they made big gains in the Atlanta suburbs. On Tuesday night, Doug Jones flipped suburban counties that Trump had won in 2016 around both Birmingham and Montgomery, the two main population centers in Alabama. This shift alarms Republicans in D.C. because many of their most vulnerable House incumbents next year represent suburban districts that are a lot like the counties that flipped to Democrats in Alabama. Trump is increasingly a drag in some of these places, especially among college-educated white women. Trump's approval rating among voters in Alabama on Tuesday was 48 percent, according to exit polls, with 48 percent disapproving. For context, he got 62 percent in Alabama last year. Another alarm bell for the White House popped overnight. A Des Moines Register poll puts Trump's approval rating in Iowa at 35 percent. The president got 52 percent of the vote there last year. In the West Wing, Trump's inability to drag Republican Roy Moore across the finish line has accelerated an ongoing discussion about restructuring the White House political operation. One option under consideration is bringing on an additional senior advisor who could serve as the White House's top political strategist for 2018. Political director Bill Stepien is unlikely to be fired, we're told, but Rick Dearborn, the deputy White House chief of staff whose portfolio also touches on the political operation, is expected to soon be reassigned to the Commerce Department. Meanwhile, on Wednesday after the results, Republicans were arguing about the lessons of Alabama, and many were forced to pick a side. Are they with Mitch McConnell or Steve Bannon? That fight is not over. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the White House will withdraw the nominations of Brett Talley and Jeff Mateer to federal judgeships. The move comes after Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley requested that the White House reconsider those nominations. Talley has never tried a case and once defended the early KKK in an online forum. He also didn't disclose that he is married to the chief of staff of the White House counsel. Meanwhile, Mateer has supported certain kinds of discrimination and said he believed that transgender children were, quote, Satan's plan. The fact that Talley's nomination advanced already through the Judiciary Committee on an 11 to 9 party line vote demonstrates the perils and risks of the Trump administration's push to jam through judges without fully vetting them. These are lifetime appointments that give people immense power. Trump is trying to remake the courts in his image, and this is certainly a setback. The question now is, will Senate Republicans vet these guys more carefully? 
Number two, the governor of Minnesota, Mark Dayton, has announced his intention to appoint Lieutenant Governor Tina Smith to replace Al Franken. Al Franken, of course, has resigned following multiple allegations of sexual misconduct. Republicans say that they're going to mount a serious challenge for Franken's Senate seat next November. Smith says she's going to run for the full six-year term. One possible GOP candidate is Tim Pawlenty, the former Minnesota governor who ran for president in 2012. He's now a Wall Street lobbyist in D.C., and he's not ruling it out. Smith, who was formerly Dayton's chief of staff, will be the 22nd woman in the Senate. Number three. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein defended special counsel Bob Mueller's Russia investigation during a lengthy appearance before the House Judiciary Committee. He told lawmakers that although some members of Mueller's team held political views, those views did not necessarily taint their work. Rosenstein was referring to the revelation that two FBI officials who had been on the team and have since been pushed off had exchanged texts last year disparaging Trump. The deputy attorney general also said that he and Mueller discussed what Mueller's office could investigate and what it could not. He said he trusts that Mueller is running his office appropriately. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, December 14th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.